Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the most winning, unbelievably, spectacularly successful, winning, triumphant podcast in the history of podcasting, speaking of which just so happens that my co-host is the most triumphant, winning, excellent co-host ever in the history of podcasting. It's Mr. Everett Farnell. Hey, Steve, I appreciate it. I thank you so much. You are kind and gracious as always. And I got to tell you, I was on the internet poking around and I found out that you can listen to our podcast in more areas, more places you can find it to listen to than any other podcast out there. That's a great point. We looked at the tracking numbers and we saw that there are 400 different ways to listen to podcasts of which we had one listen on each of them, as opposed to somebody else's podcast who was only in one place and they have a thousand people listening. But we win. We we have more places you can listen. So clearly, we, we we win. We actually won the distribution. We won the distribution. <laughs> we, won the, we won the number of possible places you could <laughs> listen, even though you're not, prize. <laughs> we won the prize from more places that people aren't listening than any yeah. other podcast. <laughs> Okay. And of course, well, we are joking. As usual, we're having way too much fun because the topic for this week is an oldie, but I, but I, I was just discussing with Ever before we started this call that I don't think we've ever discussed this, but I am finally absolutely sick and tired of seeing pro-Hillary supporters or mainly just Trump derangement syndrome sufferers who still, still have not gotten over the election of 2016. Man, it's the middle of 2018. Is it almost time to move on? And they're still going, yeah. Every time someone goes, yeah, but Trump won the election, they're like, well, Hillary was better than me. She's this and that. And someone just goes, yeah, but Trump won the election. And then the Hillary supporter always comes back and goes, yeah, but she won the popular vote. She won the popular vote. And I'm like, we've never talked about this on the podcast, but it's irking me like crazy ever because here's the thing. Every time someone says, but she won the popular vote, what they're saying is she's even more of an idiot as a candidate than anyone could have ever imagined because that wasn't accidental. She didn't just happen to win the popular vote and lose the actual election. That appears to be the strategy. The strategy appeared to be keep going back to L.A. to keep going to Hollywood and getting another fundraiser at some fancy person's house instead of going where Trump was going to Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and connecting with blue-collar voters and winning every swing state, she continued to go back to California, which she won by millions of votes. The strategy is just totally wrong. So by winning the popular vote and losing the election, just shows she was playing a different game. Trump was playing the game, which he won, which was win the electoral vote. Go to the swing states. Concentrate all your time, energy, and money there. Hillary, apparently 
he's playing a different game, going, I'll just ignore Wisconsin and Michigan and whatever, and I'll just keep going to, I'll hang out here in Brooklyn, New York, which I'm winning by 17 bazillion votes, and I'll go to California, which I'm winning by another few bazillion votes, and it just shows anytime someone tries to say, compliment her by saying, but she won the popular vote, is actually saying, that's even more proof what a bad strategy she had. So the lesson is, you got to know the rules of the game, and you got to play to the rules of the game, and not track the wrong things, and not go for the wrong things, and not value the wrong things in business because you're going to get you're going to hillary yourself and be miserable for the rest of your life and never get over the fact that you stunk and you lost well i'm going to let you in on a copywriting secret when you're hiring a freelance copywriter keep this in mind you listen the ideal client is a client with obviously a product that has, that fills a need etc but that has a marketplace that is willing to pay and they have a high ticket price so why is that the ideal client because when the client comes back and says oh my god I only got a 10% response on the 10,000 letters we, or, or, or point 10 point one percent response response a tenth of a percent on the 10,000 letters that we sent out I only got like 10 responses and I only sold one thing so yeah but you sold a $50,000 thing so you, you send out 10 10,000 letters for $8,000 or $9,000 or whatever, and you sold $50,000 worth of stuff. That's like an outrageously good response. What are you upset about? <laughs> right? I can do so, that, math. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is like, this is... So, right. So, fine. to complain about the fine. percentage of the response instead of what actually matters, which is the dollars you put into your pocket, you're pulling a Hillary. Exactly. You're, you're, you're playing you're, the wrong game. And then you, so in other words, you could say, oh, okay, so they could go to somebody else, could get a higher response rate. And so you could get a hundred people respond, but nobody buys. And now suddenly you're Hillary. Right. Oh, you won the response rate game, but that's not the rules of the game in business. The rules of the game in business is how much money you make, not how many people buy or how many people click or how many people open your email, or how many people put a like on your Facebook post. I mean, that's not none of that matters. I mean, it all matters, and you can track that also. But the bottom line, what really matters, when you want to win, it's not even the revenue. It's the profit. You know, with the list, so email list, for example, the billion-dollar a year, billion with a B, behemoth, Agora, we watched, I think you were at the same event where Michael Masterson was doing a talk, and he said that they stopped collecting free email. They just stopped. If you didn't buy something from them, it was like you had to play hell to try and get on their email list if you didn't buy something from them for $47 for the year or something, a subscription, like a $47 a year subscription, because they realized that the free email, see, they, they know how the game's played. They're tracking the right numbers. They realize that the free email, the value per email, in other words, the number of sales they make per email is almost non-existent. It's so small, it's not even worth taking up the space in the database and managing the database with all the extra data. It's not even worth doing it. They, they just stop collecting free emails. I, I mean, you can still find a place to sign up if you really hunt, but you've got to hunt. And really, the only way to get on any of the Agora lists right now, the, the way that they want you to do it is by buying something. They have a buyer's list that's responsive, and it works because they track the right numbers. They don't care how big their list is. They care how valuable their list is, how much money can they pull out of their list. Correct, and, and that goes to another point that people think, oh, email is free. Well, of course, it's nothing. It's not free. It costs money to host it, to manage it, and then you're hurting your, I mean, we can get into all conversation you're hurting your open rate which will hurt, yeah. hurt your delivery rate if you're sending to the wrong emails and bad emails. but anyway the point is yeah it's just another example of tracking the wrong thing so dear listener take the lesson and don't be a hillary and don't track or a hillary supporter 
and track the wrong thing and then crow about it and champion it as if like, well, but I, I had more people walk into my store than the other guy's store, than my competitor. Yeah, but more yeah, people right. bought in the competitor's store and the guy put a hundred grand in his pocket while nobody bought in your store. It's not about how many people looked, how many people clicked, how many people put a like, how many people shared, how many people said to you, Oh, how about this one from a salesperson? If you ever gotten this one, you know, Everett, that, you know, that was great. You are a great salesperson. That was a fantastic sales pitch. I really appreciate it. I'm not going to buy, but you were fantastic. I mean, that was just, I got to I hate I, that. When someone said that to me, I just looked at him. I said, why don't you just say I suck? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, why don't you just tell the truth? I suck. Like, that really sucks. Second of all, why didn't you throw me out when I first said the first word out of my mouth? It would have saved me an hour of wasting my time. I'm not here for you to say what a fantastic educational pitch I just gave and you enjoyed the app. I'm here to put dollars in my pocket. And it's another example of the same topic we're talking about. If you have salespeople in your business and you are or your sales manager is tracking activity instead of results, it's a big mistake. Oh, if you, you track it, because plenty of sales managers do, they say, you know, you have to have X number of appointments appointments a week. And I never hit that number. When all the time I was in sales for all the years and set records everywhere I went, I almost never hit the quota or the number or the suggested number of presentations or appointments. Of course not, because I was careful about who I presented to. So I was only presenting to, like you just said, Everett, the ideal target prospect, someone who could pay me money, who wanted the service, who was ready to go. That's who I gave my presentation. So I would do things like I'd be on the tracking list is like incredible percentage. I'd be like, wow, you closed four sales out of six appointments. And then the, the manager would write something infinitely stupid and say, could you imagine you need to get this number of appointments up if yeah. you just <laughs> had more appointments? I'm like, boy, do you just not get it? And I would walk away. It Tracking the wrong the thing. And don't be that guy. Don't track yeah. the number of appointments of your salespeople if your top guy is outselling your other guys by five to one and he has less appointments. Don't don't be a Hillary and sit there and go, well, the other guys are winning because they got more appointments. You ever heard the story about it goes to what you just said perfectly. There's a new salesman at a sporting goods store. It's a big sporting goods store, you know, like a Bass Pro Shop or something. Independent one, but it's a, a large store. And they sell everything from fishing hooks and fletches for arrows all the way up to trucks and boats and anything related with sporting goods. So the manager's telling the guy, you have to do this and you have to see so many people and, and you got to ascertain what they're looking for and try and get somebody and try and sell to them. And, you know, our average people talk to 20 to 22 people every day. So you got to move these people around because it's an eight-hour shift and you got to catch them when they come in. Uh, you know, and then they have to come into your section and et cetera, et cetera. Now, the salespeople could sell anything anywhere in the store, but they could only approach people when it was there up in their section. So at the end of the day, the manager comes back to him and he says, he says, well, uh, how'd it go? How many people do you talk to? And he said, I talked to one person. He said, you only talk to one person all day? And uh, the guy says, yeah. And the manager says, oh, man, this is horrible. You've got to get the numbers up. He's, I can't, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time justifying keeping you. How in the hell did you only talk to one person? And uh, the guy said, well, I, I spent all day with him. You spent all day with him? With one person? Are you kidding me? You're supposed to be, it's an eight-hour shift. How could you spend all day with one person? And the guy says, yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, and he says, Jesus Christ, did you at least sell him something? He said, yeah. He said, and Well, how much did you sell him? And he said his ticket was $106,412.62. <laughs> and the manager's sitting there like dumbfounded. And he goes, how in the hell did you sell him $106,412.62? How did that happen? And, I just uh, told you. Said, spent well, all day with him. Yeah, he said, he, well, he came in. 
his wife was next door doing a yoga class. So he came in to, you know, mess around a little bit. And he was looking at the lures because his wife is going out of town this weekend. And he was thinking of he might go fishing. So we found a really great lure for him, but it was a saltwater lure. And he said that he only had a freshwater rig. So I got him over in the poles and we sold him a whole saltwater rig and filled out his tackle box and everything. And then I asked him where we was going to open the seat. We, we got him all the, the outfits and all the stuff he needed to really have a, a good time doing saltwater fishing. And I asked him what kind of boat he had and he didn't have a boat. So we walked him over to the boats and I spent some time with him and he decided he wanted to buy a boat, but he said there's only one problem. He doesn't have anything to pull it with. He only has a little car. So we walked over to the truck and I sold him a truck and a boat and a whole rig, you know, and a $20,000 saltwater fishing rig and all the lures and all the accoutrements and everything. And of course, the manager sits off because he only talked to one guy. And I have worked for some of those managers too who would have said, well, imagine if you'd have done it faster and talked to two guys what you could have done. You know? Right. Excellent example of exactly the point I was making. That's the wrong. Folks, don't be that guy. Track the right thing. In business, it's all about money. Dan Kenya, I don't know if you know who Dan is, or if our listeners know who Dan is, he has a saying. He says, money's not the only thing that matters, but it's the only thing people keep track of. The successful people. But as we said, Hillary supporters, because you could translate that to politics for presidential elections and say, electoral votes are all that matters, but Hillary is tracking popular votes. Yeah, well, you know, she did win the popular vote. Oh, so she must be a better candidate. (laughs) (laughs) As always, folks, great story from Everett. That's the lesson learned. I think we hammered it home enough. The next time a Hillary supporter comes up to you and goes, yeah, but she won the electoral vote, you just go, yeah, even more proof that she didn't know what the hell she was doing on the campaign. She went after the wrong thing. She got it. And that's why she's taking a walk in the woods every day and cursing out everybody on earth and blaming everyone when she should be just looking in the mirror and going, wow, you went after the popular vote. Congratulations, you got it. And you will never again be in Washington, D.C. If you think that a reminder to track the right numbers and keep track of and, and play the game the way it needs to be played, if you think that's powerful, you need to go to the website because the advanced tip is actually how you can start to do some of that stuff and how you can apply it no matter what business you're in. And that is what's going to make a massive difference. So go to LessonsLearnFromDonaldTrump.com and pick up the advanced tip so you can actually start applying this stuff because I'm telling you, it'll make a massive difference in your business. And I was looking at the tracking. We had 4 million people went to that website website yesterday and zero of them requested the advanced tip but man are we winning we had so many people that went there and said yeah i'm not i'm not interested and clicked away but man that's awesome we had four million hits oh by the way that reminds me of a saying among sharp marketers about hits to a website when you track hits to the website like like i just mentioned in a little joke there there's a saying among sharp marketers the word hits h-i-t-s it stands for how idiots track success (laughs) And that's the topic for this week. Don't be that guy. Don't Hillary yourself. Go to LessonsLearnFromDonaldTrump.com, get the advanced tip, and start making some money. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.